The Chargers have not gotten enough out of their linebackers over the last couple of seasons, but this year they've brought in Eric Kendricks to stabilize the unit and hopefully get them one step closer to fixing their run defense. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Droegemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for seven seasons together, but this is our fifth season as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys, as always, for making us your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go follow or subscribe for free on the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also listen to the show wherever you get your podcast from. David, what do we got today? On today's show, we're going to get into the Eric Kendricks effect and also can canine make a comeback and why we are very excited about Dayon Henley. I'm so excited about Dayon Henley, but I think if you're talking about this Chargers linebacking unit, right, I think the saving grace that you have from not thinking you're going to get another kind of underwhelming season from the group is Eric Kendricks, and we're both bullish on Eric Kendricks. Obviously, the Chargers showed you how excited they are about Eric Kendricks by going out and making that the only free agency edition and how quickly they moved to get it done. And that there was a loud and clear signal there, right? We yeah. haven't gotten enough. Even though Drew Trinkle was their best guy, we're going to let him go because we have not gotten enough out of this position. And David, I do think there are a lot of things that Eric Kendricks will impact immediately in the middle of this Chargers defense. Yeah, there absolutely is. I think, you know, it starts with availability. He's played 11 plus games in all eight of his years. He's been in the NFL. Also, he has nine interceptions, two pick sixes. He also had 15 sacks and five in 2021. So he's just a guy that really just impacts all over the football field. He is a commander in the middle of the defense. Also, he is an excellent tackler as well. His missed tackle percentage has been 11% or under for five the, the past five seasons. So that's just the consistency right there. You got to love to hear that, right? A guy in the middle that is a sure tackler that is. And uh, all those other reasons are, are why I'm very excited about what Eric Hendricks brings to the table. Well, and where do the Chargers need to get better at tackling the most, right? In run defense. I mean, yes. close second, you know, finishing off sacks that you're close to, you know, not to look yeah. at Chris Rump or anything, but I'm just Jeez, kidding. Shots fired. And uh, we talked, laughed about it when he was on the show. The show that, you know, is a lost episode that will never be heard again. But yes. as far as Eric Hendricks go, I mean, I think it, it, you can't hope that he's going to improve your entire run defense, right? Right. It's just impossible because it's an 11-man game, and we saw that last year, and teams will find your weak point and exploit them, right? But right. when your two linebackers aren't good at run defense, it's going to be tough, right? Well, for a long yeah. time, it was blamed on the defensive tackles. They have their share of this as well. You can't just Definitely. get blown back into the linebacker's lap because that, you know, screws everything up, makes everything much tougher to read, much makes it much tougher for linebackers to get to where they need to go. But yeah. Last year, I mean, the defensive line, as far as just, you know, pushback and being in losing ground, they were much better in that regard. And the linebackers still weren't getting to the right spots effectively enough. And I think Eric Hendricks, the one thing he did last year extremely well was stop the run. 10th rated yeah. run defender amongst linebackers with at least 100 run defense snaps last year. That was where he really shined and he was had a little bit of a down year in coverage. And we'll talk about that. But if you're looking at, okay, the, you know, addition and subtraction, right? The Chargers sure. lost Drew Tranquil. 
They right. brought in Eric Hendricks, and I think that's one of the places you would look to say for sure, hey, this is a spot where they should get an absolute upgrade over Drew Tranquil, as good as he played last year. Yeah, I mean, the, the raw stats for Drew Tranquil, they're, they're great. I mean, you see 140-plus tackles. You know, you, you see you know the, the forced fumbles. You see the interception. Like, all that stuff looks really good. But then, you know, you see the 15.3 missed tackle percentage, and that's yeah. – extremely high and you know like I I already 24 said, total missed tackles last year too that's a lot of missed tackles yeah that is a ton of missed tackles so I mean just cutting that down I mean even a little bit is going to make such a significant difference in the run defense and maybe you don't have a couple of those explosive 40 plus yard runs that yeah. the Chargers allowed last year they don't happen this upcoming season that's what you're hoping with Eric Hendricks and also a guy that you know is just a like I said a leader also a guy I think is going to really help everyone get aligned get in the right spots and make sure because that's a part of it too it's not only just you know the 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 tackles you know doing their job and, and getting you know opening up you know closing gaps or the linebackers flowing through holes everything is all connected so yeah this is all part of this process yeah, and, and that's more of like the overall look of things, right? Like not only are you looking for him to individually help your run defense, but you're hoping yeah. that he has guys in the right running lanes, right? We talked about run sets with Brayden Fehoko, the yeah. everydayers remember, right? And how important those things are. And it's easier when you see it kind of put in the spotlight like you did during the Chargers playoff loss to the Jaguars, yeah. which, you know, that game, a lot of things went wrong. Michael Davis got injured in that game. We'll talk about that tomorrow on the cornerback show. But one of the biggest things put in the spotlight was Asante Samuel Jr. not being in the right spot in a fourth yeah. and one situation with the game on the line, right? So, like, that is one place where the Chargers have to get better, and that's one thing that you hope Eric Hendricks can be a stronger communicator in the middle yeah. of the field, can have that leadership role, can fit into this Brandon Steely defense nicely early, right? That's one yeah. of the things. And I wanted to bring up one thing that we got sent from our friend Luke Braun over from Lockdown Vikings and why he wasn't really concerned with Eric Kendricks having kind of a down year in coverage. This is what he had to say. He said people saw him late to the ball and assumed he was slow, and he, but he was actually just leaving later and the coaches got run out of town for this. Vikings cut him to save money because they have a young linebacker they're excited about, Brian Asamoa, but he's primed for a bounce back season. Be hyped. If he says be hyped, I'm going to be hyped. I don't think he can be kind of the end-all, be-all of the Chargers' fixes in defense or even just specifically in the run defense game. But I do yeah. think, hey, the impact of this dude is going to be felt in the middle of this defense and maybe is you know something that can be a redeeming factor for a unit that just hasn't gotten enough out of it over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you just want somebody to step in and, and be able to do everything competently at, at, a, at a good level. I mean, yeah. That's what Eric Hendricks, I mean, at this point in his career, I don't think you can expect the all-pro version of Eric Hendricks to come out. But that's not necessarily what you need. You need a guy that's going to help everyone you know, nice, get, get where they Oh, yeah, obviously <laughs> that would be fantastic. But, I mean, I, I think Eric Hendricks is just a guy that does everything at the linebacker position very well. He's, a, yeah. very, he's very good in coverage. He's a very sure tackler. He's a good run stopper. He's a good leader. And he's going to be the green dot of this defense. He's going to be the guy that's going to be re relaying the plays. And, I mean, that's something that – Wow, I mean that's that's a big honor, and that's something he earned right away, pretty much, you know, coming in to to do that. So you hope his presence helps everyone around him and improve this unit. And do you know who the last All Pro linebacker was that actually played for the Chargers? Most people wouldn't be able to guess it, but somehow David Drogmeyer did before the show. It was it, Donnie Edwards, 
he won it in 2005, right? So Donnie Edwards, I, he man. might not be that same guy, but like you know, it, it's been since the Donnie Edwards kind of junior Seau days since you felt like the linebackers were really, really an above average unit for this yeah. team. Eric Kendricks, I'm not expecting to be all of that. But the other thing is, too, David, is we have seen other veterans come to town under Brandon Staley's tutelage and kind of have resurgent bounce back years. Yeah, we absolutely have. I mean, the the latest example of that is a guy who who just got paid because of that resurgent year, and that's Morgan Fox. Morgan Fox comes back uh, under Brandon Staley uh, as his defensive coordinator, you know, his head coach, and he goes out there and he gets six and a half sacks. And that, that's, last season, yeah, yeah, you know, last season, which is uh, you know that's and he was the only interior presence for the Chargers at all. But I mean, that was. But he was a, also losing snaps to Jerry Tillery, right? But yeah, I mean, had his best for, season ever. For whatever reason, but yeah, he had his best season ever and he got rewarded because of it. So it is definitely not out of the question to think that he could be the latest person to come in and have a resurgent year. Eric Kendricks could be that next player that Brandon Staley chooses as his reclamation project and gets the most out of Eric Kendricks. Yeah, and Eric Hendricks was an honorable mention on that executive anonymous poll with the coaches and scouts and everything in 2021 or going into the 2022 season did not get any votes this last season. So Chargers don't have a top 10 linebacker on this team, but it doesn't mean that Eric Hendricks can't be a big time improvement in the middle of this Chargers defense and help kind of solidify some things around him. But it's not just Morgan Fox, right? It's Bryce Callahan just came back and had one of his best seasons ever under Brandon Staley. Kyle Van Noy ended up having a huge comeback down the stretch when he got settled in. Yep. He ended up having a big end of the year, right, with five stri- straight sacks in five games. So, like, we've seen other guys do it. It hasn't worked out necessarily in the case of someone like Sebastian Joseph Day. Well, J.C. Jackson, you're just hoping he can be just as good as he was before we got to the Chargers or somewhere yeah. close to that. But we have seen some reclamation projects that have gotten to Brandon Staley and had some really good seasons. So, hopefully, that's the case for Eric Hendricks because outside of Eric Hendricks, you have an unproven commodity in Deion Henley and Kenneth Murray, who you're still kind of waiting to break out. We saw Drew Trank will do it in year four. We saw Kazir White the year before that do it in year four. Can Kenneth Murray have a breakout in year four? Or will it be Deion Henley who has a lot of things to get excited about? We're going to get into that coming up right after this. I do need to tell you guys first, though, about FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. And right now, it's time to take your first swing at betting on the MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, which you have to love that. Winning when you're losing is the best way to do it. And I think one great thing about baseball is it's a much funner, much more fast-paced game to watch now with all the changes that are actually happening in MLB. I've enjoyed a lot being able to bet on MLB with you know games being like two hours and being able to cash in on those bets a little bit earlier on an app that's safe and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 back in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, David, well, let's get into the rest of this linebacking core, and let's get into the most polarizing name in this linebacking core, and that is Kenneth Murray. And today we're talking linebackers. Tomorrow we're talking about why Michael Davis is the most underrated corner in the league. Definitely most underrated charger potentially, but I think that there's a lot there. We will have much more for you guys. Training camp is coming up, training camp battles, all of those things for you guys, so make sure you're here with us here every day, back up to five days a week. Make sure you're not missing out on that. But Kenneth Murray, that was just all me delaying before I had to talk about Kenneth Murray. (laughs) No, I mean, 
Man, you know, we've done so many like comeback player of the years, you know, guys who could surprise, guys who could break out. You know, Kenneth Murray yeah. is a guy that, especially early on, littered those kind of lists. But now we're going into year four, and it seems like on the outside looking in that his only competition for that job right now, it isn't, you know, guys like Drew Tranquil because you're white as it had been in years past. It's now Dayon Henley, who's a rookie, and we're going to talk about him. There's a lot of things to be excited about. But I think now yeah. with Kenneth Murray, it's just this. You know, could he have that year four breakout? We saw Kazir White look better than he ever had in year four. Same thing with Drew Tranquil last year. Maybe not, you know, needed to get to where they needed to get to, but absolutely, unequivocally, their best seasons. Now you have Kenneth Murray. We know everyone comes along at a different pace, right? Is there any reason to believe? Can you get any kind of gumption behind the thought, David, that Kenneth Murray could be that guy, could be the best season we've seen from him type of player this year? I would be surprised. I, I would be surprised. And, yeah. and honestly, and it's, be, be? And, and it's because at least with those other guys, with Drew Tranquil and, and you know, with Kaiser, you saw some things that made you go, okay, like he's getting close. Like he's started to be a little bit more consistent making plays. He was starting to have some parts of his game that was starting to stick out like for example with drew tranquil he turned into a fantastic blitzer and like that was yep. a part of his game that you can say he impacted the game with what he brought to the table i don't know if we have seen that redeeming quality that one aspect of kenneth murray's game up to this point yep. that would make me believe that he's ready to break out in year four you just can't trust it at this point man and like this is the thing is like we have to adjust our standards right we have to adjust our expectations and by having this conversation we're not saying we expect him to get back to a first round level right no what we're expecting though is or not even expecting what you're hoping for is that you can get you know decent play you, yeah. you can be not the weak link of the defense and it's just hard to you know kind of argue that he did that it did seem like he had a, a little bit of a better season in coverage i still think there's a lot of things he does well when he sees someone and he can just run do that, right, be a run and chase and tackle kind of guy. But, yeah. like, that's a very limited role, you know, that hasn't really been his go-to. And he was just on the field a ton last year. And he really struggled, especially in run defense. I mean, I talked about Drew Tranquil and why Eric Kendrick should be better, right, than Drew Tranquil was in that regard. Well, Drew Tranquil was the 79th ranked run defender out of 94 run defenders that playing linebacker that played at least 100 run defense snaps, right? 79th out of 94 94th place belonged to kenneth murray yeah. I, I i you can't use pff grades right as, as an end-all be-all yeah, not for like, everything no no you can't and, and and i won't right and the thing is is it matches the eye test right and that's the problem with it and what i see that from is him is just he's an he's an athlete right he Definitely. is an explosive athlete you know yeah i mean he, he, he looks like a tank like i mean he he's built like crazy right. You would think he'd be a very good blitzer, too. They gave him some opportunities to do that last year. The problem is is he runs into too many blocks. The problem is is the instincts have just never gotten there at the NFL level, right? The, yeah. the ability to be where he needs to be in the right amount of time and not take himself out of the play. We've just seen him right. run into too many blocks, take himself out of the play too many times, too many missed tackles, right? You said, you know, Eric Kendricks, five straight seasons under 11%. Kenneth yeah. Murray last year had one of his better seasons, and he was at 13.1%. 13.1, right? yeah. He's better than Drew Tranquil, but like that's obviously a very, very low bar there. Gets caught in the wash just too much for me. So I think the question becomes this, David, is just, is there some type of way that Brandon Staley can find a specifically tailored role that maybe doesn't have him on the field all the time that can just kind of focus on what he does well? That's what the whole thing has been since he came into the league, is, you know, can they use him correctly? 
just hard to know kind of where you would tailor it to. But that would, I guess, be Brandon Staley's homework assignment is, hey, how can I limit all of the things that have made him one of the weakest points of the Chargers defense over the last couple of years? Yeah, and 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 also is Brandon Staley going to be able to have the 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 vision or, or and the ability to see who the right player is to be on the football field at that moment in time as well? I think that's part of, of the conversation. But yeah, I mean that role. I mean, how specific does it have to be for Kenneth Murray to still call him one of the starting linebackers? I, I mean, if we're having to, right. to change. Uh, and and really be specific about what he brings to the table, then how much are we really wanting him on the football field? But, I mean, it's got to be those situations where it's those obvious rundowns where you want to let him use his athleticism and, and be able to run sideline to sideline and be able to get downhill. The one thing I hope this year is that he's less of a battering ram and he uses his vision a little bit more. And that yeah. way, if he's going to hit the hole, be able to hit the hole and be able to keep your eyes on the running back to be able to get the ball carrier on the ground. I just hope that we see some of those things that, that you know, got us excited, you know, which was the athleticism, um, you know, that sideline to sideline, that chase ability. That's what you want to see. Hopefully, you know, he's healthy and he's in a good spot. This is year three in the defense for Kenneth as well. So hopefully that pays dividends as well. And we'll see what happens with it, but it's hard to get your hopes up for it. One guy yeah. I do have my hopes up for though, his third-round pick, Dayon Henley, and the Chargers using a top 100 pick on this position would make you think, okay, this guy is someone who's going to see time potentially early, right? Take yeah. Kazir White, fourth-round. Drew Tank was another fourth-round guy. Jatavis Brown, once upon a time, fifth-round guy. Yeah. That's been kind of the range, you know, three to five is where they've taken him. But this Definitely. guy, obviously, a little bit higher than the last couple they have taken. And there's a lot to be excited about with his game. I mean, it's unclear right now if he's going to have a true shot at Kenneth Murray's job, right? But I think if you're looking at kind of where he helps this defense, there's a good list of things that you could get excited about. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the the one thing just right off the bat is the, the athleticism and the speed. I mean, this is also following along the prototype of the type of linebacker that the Chargers like to take, a guy who is a former safety. And where the NFL is just going generally. Yeah, speaking, exactly. Right? Yeah, you know? they're just going to that you know smaller, more athletic type of linebacker, a guy that you feel and, and you trust to be in those coverage responsibilities. So that's one thing he brings to the table. Another thing he brings to the table, he's a very sure tackler. He only missed five tackles all of last season so yeah, you know adding crazy, that man. to your defense and also just his ability to shed blocks you know he, he's a small guy right so he uses his speed and his quickness to get around blocks but he does that very well but the one thing that's gonna gonna get him on the field right away daniel is he's a special teams demon 630 special team snaps in college that is going to get him on the field how quickly that gets him on the field on defense that's definitely a, a different conversation. Yeah, but like, I, I mean, we saw it, right, with Drew Tranquil. That was yeah. his path. That's how he got himself definitely. onto the field. He blocked a couple of punts as a rookie. Yeah. It was insane. We couldn't remember the last time we saw a Chargers player block a punt ever, right? Yeah. And, and Drew Tranquil came in and changed that in year one and put himself on the map. And, and, definitely. You know, didn't cry about having to play special teams. Some, a lot of these players are the best player on their team coming sure. out of college or at least at their position more than likely. Oh, yeah. Like, you don't want to play special teams if you're that dude sometimes. You're stuck yeah, big man on college. campus, right? Sure, yeah. exactly. Dan Henley doesn't have that kind of vibe to him. And obviously, no. just vibe check-wise, like, the dude has a great energy, great personality. Absolutely, yeah, frenetic energy. A definite chance to be a leader on this team down the road, it seems yes. like. And I think where he's special is how slippery he is, right? Avoiding blocks and still being able to make the plays. Works easier yeah. in college than it does at the NFL level, but... 
has a five interception season in college, has a five sack season in college, has a chance to be a very well-rounded player. In order to be how early can he get on the field? Can he get himself into some sub packages? Can he get himself in in certain situations and also try to show out at special teams the same way? I mean, the Chargers, to me, feel like they'd be better for it, right? And we'll see one of the absolute top guys we're going to be looking forward to watching at training camp next week when things open up. But what about the rest of the guys, right? Because the Chargers also drafted Nick Neiman a couple of years ago. And they also had our boy Bong, Amen Og Bong Bamiga, who's now kind of been laying low a little bit. Does he have a chance to get on the field at all? Maybe even push Deion Henley for that first linebacker on the field role. We're going to talk about the rest of the guys and a couple of exciting undrafted free agent options coming up right after this. All right, David, now it's time to talk about kind of rounding out the rest of this linebacking unit. I mean, we talked about the three guys who I expect all of them to get defensive snaps this year. It's hard for me to imagine that any of the guys we've talked about so far uh, are not going to get snaps, right? The next couple of guys, definitely a path to where they don't get on the field if everyone stays healthy, at least as we see it right now with how things ended last year, right? And just both of these guys came into the picture, Nick Neiman and Amen Ogbong-Bamiga, back in 2021 so there are a couple of seasons under their belt but i want to talk about nick neiman because he was always a guy david when he came out as a fifth round pick we were hoping he could turn and do something down the road yeah came out as a super athletic specimen for the position at iowa yeah. has nfl bloodlines with his brother being a chiefs linebacker and now he's on the cardinals nick neiman is a guy that's intriguing david but it ha- is, the chargers also haven't really shown any faith in him either no, they they More have than not. Special teams, I should say, right? Because he's been a very good special teams player. That, that definitely, yeah. He, he was a, a core four guy on special teams. Three hundred and two special team snaps last year. He was on kick return, kick coverage, punt return, and punt coverage as well. Uh, but only eight total snaps on defense. So it's just he's not a, a guy that has earned the you know the the coaching staff's confidence to get on the football field. And it's, it's been very, very limited. And so hopefully for Nick Neiman, he's able to show his, you know, take his special teams prowess and production there, which he has been a very good special teams player. And, you know, in year three, start to get on the field on defense. And I think that starts in the preseason for him. I think it yeah. starts with him being able to show out and make plays. And I think he's actually has always done pretty decently, but you got to make those splash plays. Now you got to be able to stick out and be able to say, Hey, this is a guy that can make a difference and can do some things for me on defense. And we'll see if that comes to fruition, right? Because the one thing we have seen with Nick Neiman is that at least in 2021, when the Chargers needed a linebacker, they went with the undrafted free agent, our boy Bong, before they put him on the field. Right? That's right. Now we're fast-forwarding a whole nother season where he didn't really get on the field at all. We know if the if all he ever is a really good special teams player, like you're not sweating that, right? There's a role for that on every team. But you yeah. want to see if there's more there. And Definitely. when, you know, the little you have seen him on the field, it looks like it at least kind of fits in. It hasn't yeah. been an obvious liability. The other part of it is, is the Chargers linebacking situation after 2023 becomes a lot more murky because the thing is, is that Kenneth Murray is unlikely to be back with the team in 2024. And Eric Kendricks has zero guaranteed money in his contract after 2023, right? So like there's a ripcord there. We know the Chargers are going to have to get under the cap. Can Nick Neiman or even Bong progress this year and maybe be ready to go into a bigger role in 2024 and beyond and get the Chargers kind of a low cost player at that position, right? Bong, Good and garbage time last year. Very limited snaps. Got on the field yeah, before yeah. Nick Neiman in 2021. Yeah. Played 121 defensive snaps, right? A little chunk there. A little bit of a sample size there. Sure. 
But the Chargers also still went and signed Troy Reader last year, right? The Chargers yeah. also still went and signed Kyle Van Noy last year to be yep. kind of that hybrid between both positions. So that, I think, is kind of the timeline. Hey, okay, if these guys can't get on the field this year, can they keep going? Can they keep improving? Could they be a factor going forward, you know? Right. Is there going to be an opportunity for them to do that, though? I mean, yeah. that, I think that's the the other part of this equation is just like it's going to probably take an injury for one of these guys to be able to get enough snap, snaps this season. this season to be able to show people what they are capable of doing. I mean, obviously, the landscape changes next season, but, you know, are they going to be able to make enough plays in training camp and preseason to be able to show that they deserve some snaps on defense? I mean, that's that's going to be something to watch out for. Absolutely. And I think the thing is, is just for those guys, you're not going to be able to show it on the field, right? You're going to have to show it in practice. Definitely. You're going to have to show it in the preseason. And, and if, you, if those guys don't do that, though, like the Chargers almost undoubtedly will have to add some sort of linebacker next year, right? And they're not going to have a lot of money to make a lot of moves. And I don't think linebacker is going to be very high up on the list, you know, when you might have to cut guys at wide receiver or edge rusher that have been, yeah. you know, hugely huge contributors for you over the years. But the Chargers kept six linebackers last year, but one of those linebackers was Kyle Van Noy, right? So this year, without a guy like that kind of in the mix, because the Chargers also only kept three edge rushers, and, you know, with Kyle Van Noy being listed as a linebacker, yeah. edge rushers probably goes back to four this year. We're probably looking at a five-man unit from this linebacking squad. There are a few guys who are going to be pushing for that, right, and potentially even pushing Nick Neiman and Bong for that final roster spot, potentially. Undrafted free agents they brought in this year, Nathan East from Samford. And you have Mikel Jones from Syracuse. And then you have guys like Tariq Maddox-Williams, who was kind of in the mix last year, right? Practice squad guy last year. But the one guy I would say to keep an eye on as we head into training camp, Mikel Jones, three-time All-ACC linebacker playing for Syracuse. And you also have a Dick Buckkiss Award semifinalist there. So maybe, hey, maybe there's someone there that could potentially push Bong or one of these guys for the end of the roster spot. Yeah, and, and if not, I mean, they got to be looking at a, a spot on the practice squad. But, I mean, this is going to be one of the very That's few true. spots uh, on this roster, which is loaded with talent, that there could be, uh, you know, a potential spot available. Because, I mean, you look up and down, there's a lot of spots that are just already sewn up, and there's not really yeah. much anybody can do to take it. Not a lot but of wiggle room. At the linebacker yeah. spot, there might be a little wiggle room. You might be able to poke your way in. You're going to have to go and show out to do it. Absolutely. And it should be a fun kind of battle at the end of that unit. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing kind of what the undrafted free agents and stuff like that can do, right? We have seen guys like Cole Christensen tag along in the past, right? And end yep. up finding some sort of role and even getting on the field at times. So linebacker can be a volatile position. Go back to 2018 Chargers, right? And how many linebackers got injured that year? It, it can be a position, you know, it's a very physical position, yeah. uh, you know, very active position. So Having good guys in the practice squad, like we've talked about with some other positions, we saw how many practice squad guys got up and played for the Chargers in 2022. A ton. Way too many, right? <laughs> way, way too many. So I think overall, like what you're hoping for is, hey, can the linebacking core just be a unit that's not a weak spot for this yeah. team? I think there's definitely reasons you could think that, especially if Deion Henley can come along quickly. Yeah. Eric Kendricks can bounce back a little bit. Maybe this is a unit we're looking at a little bit differently. If this can be a strength of this Chargers defense, it's a big step towards the run defense being better and also just a big step for the Chargers interior of their defense, which has been not a strength, you know, the last few years. Built through the spine. The spine has been a little soft. Now, hopefully, you have some guys that can fix that a little bit. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you guys are back here with, your, here with us tomorrow because we're talking cornerbacks. 
And we're talking specifically Michael Davis and how underrated he has been one of the best corners down the stretch last year in the entire NFL. And the rest of that group with some big question marks around J.C. Jackson, around Asante Samuel Jr., even Jasir Taylor, a lot to talk about there. So make sure you guys are back with us tomorrow. And the best way to do that is by subscribing or following for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also listening wherever you get your podcasts from. You can subscribe to both. You can follow both podcasts and YouTube. We appreciate all the everydayers out there for always supporting. But the other way to find the show is by finding in all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD. You can also find the show's page at LockedOnLAC or on Instagram at LockedOnChargers and our LockedOnChargers Facebook page. We will be doing some more fan stuff soon, so if you guys want to get your voicemail in like a tier of the celebrity from the Chargers, you can call into 323-524-7924. But that is going to wrap things up for today's show. Make sure you guys are back here tomorrow for the cornerback show. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.